Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to It Could Happen Here, a podcast where you all keep telling me that we keep doing depressing episodes and we never do any episodes that aren't doomerism. So today, this is a podcast about how you can find the people who are making your life really bad and uh, make bad things happen to them instead. And with me to talk about uh, how this has been done and also can be done is Janet Yu, who is a uh, tenant organizer with the Chinatown Community for Equitable Development in LA, and Anayi, who's another uh, tenant organizer and leader at Northside Villa. Um, Anayi, Janice, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. and it's um, Hillside Via, not Hillside Via. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. This is, this is what happens when I have MRI brain. I guess, okay, so the, 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 the first thing I want to sort of walk through is, basically, can, can, can you two describe uh, the win you all had a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, I can go ahead and start, and then Anai, if you want to fill in at all. Um, so a couple weeks ago, we were able to successfully push our city council to approve a loan to acquire Hillside Via from 
slumlord tombots. And so just to make it clear, this isn't the end of the fight. We have not fully expropriated tombots at the moment, but this is a huge victory and commitment from the city to take the building from him. So it was really, really exciting for all of us. You know, I guess one thing I want to clarify from the outset is that a lot of the reporting about it seemed like a lot of the reporting about it was saying that the city had had voted to use eminent domain and they have not done that, which is my understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So to clarify that part too, the motion that was passed, it does include that eminent domain will be used if the landlord does not willingly sell, which he most likely yeah. will not, he's, of course. He's a yeah. landlord. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's not going to willingly sell his building. It does include that it will be used and is part of the pathway, um, but it does not specifically pass the eminent domain piece. So that will be something that we will probably have to organize around. Um, yeah. And if I'm understanding correctly, that under- that that requires a, a second vote, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess, okay, first off, also, congratulations, this rules. Um, <laughs> this is really exciting. Um, Thank you. Yeah, and, and I guess the the second thing I wanted to ask about was how, how this organizing process started and how you were able to do this, because this is a, this is a rare, massive W. <laughs> that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this has been a three-year struggle, um, and I can give a little bit of context around how how it got started, and then maybe, Anna, you can take it from there. Um, So basically, Hillside Via is part of a massive amount of buildings that were built in the 80s um, using different kinds of federal and state subsidies. Um, And basically, yeah, it was um, subsidies that were used to fund private developers to keep buildings affordable for a temporary period of time. So using affordable housing covenants. And so Hillside's covenant expired in 2019 after 30 years of being kept affordable for the tenants. And as soon as that happened, um, the landlord of course tried to increase the rent to market rate. So folks were receiving up to 200% rent increases. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know, to actually like talk about what those numbers are, people who are paying $800 for rent were now being asked to pay like $2,500. So that's a de facto eviction, right? And um, as soon as that happened, there's actually this like origin story that I really love is that one of our um, tenant leaders, Leslie, who's a bilingual like Spanish and English speaker, she came up to a tenant who is a monolingual Cantonese speaker, held up one of the rent increases, ripped it to shreds. And (laughs) the um, Benson, our Cantonese tenant leader, just said, okay. (laughs) And that's like one of the origin stories that really just shows like how, um, yeah, like oppositional our tenants were from the beginning. Um, And then what happened was that another tenant leader, Louisa, who actually has since passed away um, due to COVID, Mm -hmm. she actually called like all the news stations in L.A., just blew this the fuck up. And um, yeah, and then that's how organizers kind of got involved. And maybe, Anna, you can share your personal experience of going through all of this. Yeah, for sure. Um, So about right a little before the association was started at Hillside Villa, 
Um, we had been living here for about seven years. And um, at that time, um, so I was working with my mom at the time and we went out um, in the morning for work. Uh, we came back around the afternoon um, to find that we couldn't get into our apartment. Um, our keys were actually, um, they weren't going into the lock. So we went to the manager's office and asked them like why our key wasn't working. So they sent management up to our, our floor and um, they told us that we had been evicted and that we couldn't what? like go back in. Yeah, that we couldn't go back into our apartment. Jesus. Um, so just just within that one that one morning, you know, our whole pretty much our whole life was like flipped upside down. Yeah. Um, they told us that they actually worked, uh, unfortunately, with them. And I think this is a very common um, thing is that um, landlords um, work directly with the sheriff's department. So the yeah. sheriff's department came in, um, switched out our lock. Um, so we were pretty much uprooted um, that day. Um, we had to figure out like what to do. Um, we were all separated like that day. We all, you know, my sister went to her friend's house. My mom had to go rent a hotel to stay with um, her husband. And then I went to my partner's house. So that lasted about two to three days. And in those two to three days, we were or personally, I started looking up tenant laws, tenant rights. And we found thanks to to a friend. Um, she recommended the Eviction Defense Network who provides um, free lawyers for um, tenants facing um, eviction in L.A. So they um, paired us up with a lawyer and um, they found that um, the eviction had actually been an illegal eviction. And then yeah. we, al we also had like the paperwork to show that that it was an illegal eviction. So um, we threatened to sue um, the landlord. And because of that, he dropped the case and let us back in to our apartment after like three or four days or something like that from what I can remember. Um, but in those days it was, it was um, really enraging, obviously yeah. like who wouldn't be like super pissed off at this. Yeah. And, like it would boil your blood, you know, and, and it did. Um, and that's one of the, the things that like, um, kind of made me um or very much so more involved in like tenant rights and and um organizing um and then also like just to throw this in a little more detail um when we were locked out um they actually locked our animals in into Jesus. the apartment so we couldn't even get our dogs right away um, oh my god did they like were they okay like did you were you able to like was anyone feeding them like <laughs> they weren't there all the three days i think we were <sighs> we had to like really like push for them to open up the apartment so that we can get them like the day of um but then like we couldn't just like grab all our things yeah. um including like medication that was like needed Jesus. for for my um mom's husband who um has uh, diabetes and whatnot so i think that was like the first time we acted as a family to like not let 
um, someone pretty much bully and harass us yeah. into a forced eviction that was completely illegal. Um, and that's within that time, it was also happening to all the tenants around us. I mean, there was the word was going all over the apartment. I mean, you you could see management was doing uh, cash for keys, um, which is also an illegal tactic for um, landlords to do. And um, can, can they were you trying what that is. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so cash for keys. Um, it's probably going to be like a rough definition of what it is, but it's when um, when a landlord offers a certain amount of money in order for you to give up your apartment. Um, and this could be a couple thousand, um, 10,000 to 20,000, sometimes way less than that. Um, so that was a tactic that he was trying to use to evict people from our apartment so that he could remodel and then, um, move it up to like market rate and get pretty much all of our community out of this apartment, which was an affordable apartment. Um, it worked for a lot of, some tenants did end up doing that. A lot of people didn't want to fight back, um, but the ones that did um, started the association. Um, and there's also a lot of like language barriers with the tenants. Yeah. Um, some that only spoke Spanish and didn't understand what was happening. They were trying to get people to sign contracts um, for for the increase of the rent. Um, yeah, so that was my experience here <laughs> to begin with. Um, and and why we decided to fight back and not allow this to to happen to our family, but also like our community here, yeah. who are also experiencing the same thing. You know, it wasn't just an ice. I, I say this all the time. It felt like an isolated situation at the time, but it on the like broader perspective, it was not an isolated thing, and that's what brought our community together. That is a really powerful. B incredibly enraging, and yeah, there's a lot of really interesting things there. Like, I mean, one obviously the cops doing like the, the the sheriffs like helping them do the illegal eviction is just incredibly on the nose. And one other thing I think is really interesting about yeah. the way that like, I mean, okay, the 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 way the law only exists for rich people if you can like throw it into their faces. And make it embarrassing enough that like the state has to enforce it. So I read a lot of media coverage of this, and not a single person who who covered this story that 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 I saw from these articles mentioned that uh the the that cash for keys is illegal. A lot because a lot of the articles mention it, but they they don't they don't they don't mention that like you legally can't do this. And so yeah, I think that's a that that that's I don't know. I guess it goes to show that like. Even among the press, like whose job it is to, to do this, there's there's such like li- there, there's such little knowledge of what 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 practices aren't and are and aren't allowed, and that yeah, I mean I think as you're talking about like that that that's one of the they're they're relying like le- in order to do this stuff, landlords are like yeah they're they're relying on people not knowing their rights, they're relying on being able to trick people, they're relying on just straight up handing people stuff they can't read and forcing them to sign it. Which, 
I don't know that if <laughs> my brain's weird, but like the, the, the thing that reminds me of is like the, the Spanish conquistadors showing up and then read like ask asking people to convert to Christianity in Spanish language they didn't speak and then shooting them when they didn't do it. It's like <laughs> Yeah, that's a fitting analogy, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It's a new form of colonization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what one that we're, you know, resisting. Yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Yeah, that, that was one of the other things I, I wanted to talk about in, in terms of resisting this kind of stuff is, yeah, what what was it like dealing with the kind of language barriers that you get here? Would you have, I don't know, like 
you, I mean, you've mentioned like at least three languages that people are speaking. Um, there's probably more because that's just, that's how working class communities work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's been such a central part of our fight is language justice and the tenant meetings that we've had every single week for the past three years. Um, so that's like about 150 meetings. Every wow. single one of them has included some form of translation. Um, so yeah, we've had a lot of support from folks from Union de Vecinos. Um, organizers there have gear where we can do like s- simultaneous um, oh, translation. So cool. Yeah. So if you go to one of our meetings, it's folks who, um, if they're monolingual Spanish or English speakers, they're having a headset on where we then have someone who's offering simultaneous translation. Um, And then since we have fewer Cantonese or Mandarin speakers, we'll also have organizers on the side doing um, consecutive translation for them. So our meetings are run in like usually three, if not more languages. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And I guess, I guess it leads into another question that I had, which was, so how how did I, I I think from my understanding this one one of the parts of the story is like uh is pe- people who people who'd been doing established tenant organizing uh like getting getting involved with this struggle and I wanted to I guess talk about how that happens and yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so I think because um, that original tenant Louisa like really blew this story up um, different orgs heard about it. And eventually um, LATU, so the LA Tenants Union, and then CCED, um, the org that I'm in, we heard about it and got involved um, long-term. And even with that, like I'm a relatively new organizer. I only started volunteering with CCED a couple of years ago. So it's really been like one of my first um, site fights, we like to call them. But there are other folks who have had more, a bit more experience with different buildings um, in LA as well. But I think what's important to emphasize is that this fight has really been tenant-led. And even though we have like these kind of, yeah, outside organizers, it's always been um, the tenant's demands and the tenant's interests first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems, I mean, you know, from, from your descriptions of like people showing up with translation equipment, yeah, it seems like a really good way to do this kind of stuff, which is you show up and you give help to people, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's them doing the organizing, mm-hmm. which I don't know. It reminds me a lot of like, I mean, of my experience in union organizing stuff, which is like, yeah, no, it's, it's some, yeah. You, like you have people who have experience with stuff and they come in and their job is to like help the people who are actually trying to organize the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The people who are like actually directly impacted. Um, Yeah, I feel like our role has really just been facilitating, offering like the technical support, um, more of that stuff. But NIE, I think you can really talk about how so much of this fight has really been building the tenant's power and becoming more and more like militant um, and radical and just the tenants like, yeah, really just like feeling their own fire. Hell yeah. Yeah. So we are like, super duper grateful for the um organizers that have come out for the last three years or however long um they've decided to or have joined the the association to help um and a lot of the tenants always always like give thanks and 
they're super appreciative of the organizers, but sometimes they don't give themselves the credit either. Yeah. They think mm-hmm. it's only like they they think the organizers, which is obviously like super important and we're super grateful, but they don't um, realize that they're a huge part of of the fight. Um, for example, um, actually my mom uh, has been a part of uh, the association for longer than I have. Um, I've only been organizing for about, um, well, not only, but um, a year and a half. But she's actually been in the organization for three years um, because not only because she needed the support and the organizers really helped to um, to guide her to like learn to use her voice for um for the outcome that we all want to see um and a lot of the uh tenants are um are women they're elders you know third generation elders so um they're very strong people they um a lot of like the elder like um like I guess Latina, like, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that term, but, yeah. um, you know, women um, are, are natural leaders. And with the help of the organizers, um, they really just help to, to help them to, you know, use their voice and to empower them to, to do what they can naturally do, which is speak up and ask for what they want. So yeah, my mom has, you know, learned over the last three years how to talk in front of politicians, how to um, communicate the process and the struggle that we've all been um, enduring, but to also demand what we rightfully deserve, which is housing, safe housing, and for politicians to do their job, which is to represent as they should be, the community that they are working for and not and you know not to beg them to do things but to demand that um they take action in the way that we have taken action um much more than than any politician has in the last three years um it was up to the tenants and it still is and thanks to them we have gotten as far as we have that that was those yeah, really well said. And I, I want to, I guess, shift a little bit into talking about, uh, like what specifically y'all were doing because, I guess, I guess both that is like what, how, 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 how did you actually do this? And then, how can other people sort of like, how can other people replicate it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know that we necessarily have like a model. Um, that other people can apply because I think reflecting about this whole fight, it was such a like just dynamic campaign where mm-hmm. at first when it started, um, folks were kind of using more, you know, like legal tactics, just like looking for errors in um, the rent increases that bots would hand out. And this would, you know, lead to um, being able to stall the rent hikes for months at a time. Um but then that obviously wasn't enough. So then people started escalating and um, eventually like putting pressure 
to get this on the radar of um, our district's like city council person, Gil Cedillo. And eventually through that, um, they were able to get Cedillo to make a deal with the landlord to extend the covenant um, and have his like loans be, his debt be forgiven. Um, but the landlord just like reneged on that deal, right? So <laughs> yeah, classic landlord behavior. Yeah, yeah. So uh. then um, I think it's through those experiences that the tenants really learned like, okay, it's like the this politician's not going to save us. Um, so then I think our fight became like more and more militant. So just directly going to the landlord's Malibu villa and shouting like, fuck you. And, you know, just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like those direct confrontations. And then even Cedillo himself, um, it has not been, you know, this friendly relationship where we're thanking him for um, yeah, no. <laughs> putting our, <laughs> putting our story into city council. It's been extremely confrontational and oppositional the entire time. And I think thinking about what got us this recent win, it was, um, as it has been this whole fight, direct action, because we ended up the first day that city council opened up to the public again, a group of us went in kind of like slid our way through security and went to his office. And surprisingly, he opened the door um, and it was him and not a staffer. And of course, he saw it was us. He hates us. So he, <laughs> he immediately tried to close the door. And one of our amazing tenant leaders, Rosario, um, who's, yeah, this elder um, Latino woman, she stuck her foot in the door <laughs> and refused to let him close it. Yeah. And because of that, we were able to just like directly confront him. Like, where the fuck have you been? It's been three years. Um and you haven't seen this through, like you said you were going to. And we got all that, you know, um, recorded video evidence of him um, just, yeah, fumbling around. And he sent the cops on us, of course. Yep. Um, and yeah, I think that was such a great action because all of the, we call them like the mujeres. So the Latino women who have been leading the fight, they were just so defiant towards the cops, um, not scared at all. And just, you know, standing their ground and that they're just defending, you know, their human right to housing. Um, and a week after that confrontational action, we got this um, this city council motion passed. So, you know, um, I think it from our experience, trying to go through the nice way and like, you know, doing traditional lobbying, trying to schedule meetings and like texting, calling, all of that. Things didn't happen for years. And then once we did more and more militant actions, things happened really quickly. Yeah. Another thing I'd like to add on to that um, that I actually heard was something that not a lot of um, other associations um, that are fighting for their housing um, do often was um, to bring the community together. Um, and like, I mean, really coming together. I mean, we're meeting every week for the last three years. And even during the pandemic, um, we weren't in person. We actually were on Zoom for a really long time. Um, and that's one of the biggest things was um, the consistency that we all pushed through, even during the pandemic um, from the beginning was meeting every single week. And some other um organizers also meet more than once a week you know we're, we're meeting multiple times a week to 
kind of talk over like the fine detail of, of, you know, the next steps. Um, but definitely consistency has been one of the biggest things in the last three years that has gotten us where we are today. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. It's, <laughs> I, I, I know I keep going back to this because this is the sort of, well, I mean, I guess I did some tenant organizing, but um, this is this thing that I know now. I was like, yeah, it reminds me a lot of just like the way that the way that union campaigns that like work run of just you have to keep you have to, you have to keep getting people together to do the thing. Yeah, most mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Have Have you all seen like 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 how how did that change like your relationship with just like the other people in the building? I'll give you an example from like my mom. <laughs> I think for her, it's been changed a little more drastically than it has for me because a lot of the tenants here are a little older. Um, so before the um, association was started, she she's kind of like a person that keeps to herself a lot, you know. Um, but since that, um, since the association, she's actually made like so many friends here now like and she's actually made like a best friend here um one of our neighbors and they like yes and they've become like really good friends um they even go you know have breakfast together um like almost multiple times a week um the other day i saw them like i saw um my mom's best friend adelita uh, or adela um, giving her some sugar and I was like oh, oh I should have gotten a picture of that oh. like that's you know that's so cute like yeah. posted it on like Instagram so that you know like everyone knows like what it looks like when community comes together it's it's the small things like that um, but I think it has um, made some you know m- made us gain like trust with um, the neighbors that have been consistent um, and see the same um, kind of vision that we like have to keep this um, building affordable. Um, and yeah, not everyone, not all the tenants here have been supportive of our fight. Some, you know, participated for a few months and then immediately gave up. Um, but one of the things that, um, that my family has done is to keep fighting, um, even for the ones that don't want to show up or don't want to do the work, which is hard work, um, that we're not just doing it for ourselves, but we're doing it for, for everyone, whether they're supportive or not. You know, this is going to benefit them and it's going to benefit the whole community and hopefully the city, the whole city in the future. Yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. I don't know. So something I've definitely seen with organizing is that, like, yeah, it, like just living in this world can be really isolating. And I don't know. Like, I've lived in a lot of places where it's just like, yeah, like I, I have no idea who any, like, literally who anyone who lives around me is. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> they'll, like, there's still they'll, they'll, they'll be like the one person you see at three in the morning coming back to their apartment, and it's like, oh, I vaguely remember this person, but like, yeah, like I think, I don't know, just. This this being something that just on a broad level, not just about like, I mean, you know, is it like this is something that's a solution to both like an immediate fight and then also this sort of like broader just, I don't know, like nightmarish isolation that everyone's like, not everyone, but like is is a huge part of, of a lot of our lives now. I don't know. That just struck me, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this just makes me think of, um, to celebrate the recent win, we had this party at Hillside, um, just last week and 
you know, it was like potluck style. Everyone brought their own food. Um, someone had a connection with like a mariachi band. So we had mariachi <laughs> playing. Um, one of the tenants owns a food truck and just wanted to cook for the community. Oh. So she was whipping up these like amazing tacos and um, bacon wrapped hot dogs. And then someone had brought this pinata of the landlord and people were just like <laughs> fucking destroying it. Like... One of the tenants movie was just like fist fighting it and cracking it open. The kids were just like grabbing as much candy as they could from this broken Tom Potts pinata. And, <laughs> and like, I felt like that was just like exemplifies the sense of community that there is now at Hillside. And I think as Anae was talking about, those personal connections have been so key to keeping this fight going for three years because it's hard. Yeah. It's so hard to keep showing up. Yeah. And it's those personal connections that keep you coming. Yeah, most definitely. It's almost uh, like a support system that um, like my mom and like some of the neighbors have um, created like Adelita or one of our um, second generation uh, tenants, Leslie, you know, she's they can confide with one another they can vent with one another and um yeah yeah so um they've definitely like created strong bonds and i think that's one of the reasons why they keep showing up you know it's it's women supporting women and um you know they're the protectors of the family they're the nurturers and that's what my mom taught me so it's why Definitely one of the reasons why I continue to fight um, for Hillside to keep the housing, not only for my mom, because I'm like her protector and she's mine, but we're also like here to protect the community from from harassment or from literal bullying. Yeah, that is is really powerful. (laughs) So I guess looking forward... um, I think at the beginning of the interview, you said, yeah, it, it looks like there's going to be another fight over sort of forcing the, forcing the city to actually use eminent domain. Um, yeah. Do you have, well, okay. I don't, I don't know if you can talk about your plans for that, but um, <laughs> yeah, I guess two things. One, if, if, if people want to support what y'all are doing and, you know, put pressure on the city, uh, what, what are the best ways for them to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think just following our, our socials and staying updated about the fight and any like action items that we put out is a great way to support and just amplifying the struggle. Um, yeah, in terms of our specific strategy for holding the city accountable, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we actually haven't, haven't, yeah gotten super into the weeds of it yet because we are just taking a break for a while to yeah you know <laughs> you know yeah, yeah to celebrate celebrate this win yeah. and um yeah kind of have folks get perspective i think our um our view is that because the city has now approved the funds to make this happen that um yeah that there shouldn't be any barriers to them seeing it completely through Um, yeah, I think we can, we can maybe, um, apprehend some like ideological barriers. 
is because yeah. actually using eminent domain to expropriate a landlord is not something that's been done before. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, look if 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 they can displace tenants with eminent domain, they can they can they can use it to keep tenants in their homes. Like exactly. Mm-hmm. I guess the other question I have with that is, what is okay? So like, say like I don't know, a miracle occurs and like your landlord is visited by like three ghosts at night who like show him increasingly horrible features and he decides to sell it to the city. <laughs> what is the like? What is the city owning the building look like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can start with that and then Anna, you can chime in. But I think the vision of the tenants has always been collective stewardship and tenant ownership of the building. Um, so the fight definitely does not stop at the yep. city um, taking the building, but there will also be a push for actual tenant stewardship of the building too. Yeah, and I think the exact structures of that um, aren't aren't so clear yet. There's still a lot of like discussions and work to be done around that. Um, but yeah, and the conversations that we've had with folks from the housing authority, which is going to be the agency that's actually purchasing the building, um, they have expressed openness to to us actually. Um, yeah, having another nonprofit take over and eventually building towards like a co-op kind of structure. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I know. I know. I've heard a lot of talk among. Well, I know. I think some people have done it in Detroit um, about uh, things like community land trusts as as a mm-hmm. way to, um, yeah, have tenants actually like mm-hmm. control their buildings. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely been part of the discussion. Yeah, but that's that's awesome because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a much better solution than the state is now your landlord. Exactly. Which, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, yeah, that's that's the f- what we hope for in the future. Um, like Janice said, we still have a lot to work through, and this isn't um, done. Obviously, uh, we wouldn't, like you said, want the state to be landlords yeah. here. They wouldn't be the best landlords. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, we we are like Janice said, taking a a pause, and we will reconvene um, to plan out um, future steps to take. Hell but yeah. this was a really, really great win. Um, it was such a relief off of so many yeah. people's um, back, and um, something we've been fighting for over three three and a half years now um so it's good to finally get somewhat of positive news and it's been such an emotional journey for the last three years um i mean that doesn't even justify how how much of an emotional roller coaster it has been for a lot of these tenants or for a lot of our families here um when we got the news um everyone broke out in tears and joy and 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 everyone was so surprised i mean i couldn't help myself but to like cry and smile and ugly cry some more for like the whole day just yeah so um yeah we're hoping for um for the process to be um 
somewhat smoother um, now that that we've done a a large portion of the fight. Um, but yeah, we saw we're still at the tail end yeah. of things. Yeah. So uh, where 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 can people find find y'all's organizations and groups and stuff to go follow them or yeah help them in places. Um, for CCUD, which does post a lot of Hillside um, content, I think all of our socials are just at CCDLA. And then for Hillside, I think um, there's different handles for all the different different platforms, unfortunately. But if folks just look up Hillside Via or Hillside Tenants, they should be able to find it. And if, if you just uh, send me the social media handles, we can put them in the description. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, thank thank you both so much for so much for talking to us. This was this was awesome. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thanks for thanks for listening. Yeah, this has been huge. Yeah, and I guess for everyone out there, uh, you too can take can start taking back your cities. And yeah, with 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 any luck and with a lot of struggle, this is this is gonna this is gonna be the first of many. And yeah, fuck landlords. We can beat them. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got this. Hell yeah. Communities first. Mm-hmm. Yep. Landlording is not a job. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to take it back. Hell yeah. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 